You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Curzon Cinemas podcast where we'll be discussing Omar Fast's uh, London set thriller, drama, psychological nightmare uh, remainder. Uh, I'm Sam Howlett and I'm joined by Helen Seymour hello. and Jenna Hobbs. Hiya. So uh, the film is based on the acclaimed novel, it's kind of a cult novel, a sort of an underground hit by Tom McCarthy and the film stars Tom Sturridge who you may know from... Far from the Madding Crowd. Yeah, that's the most recent one, isn't it? I can't remember his character's name in that, but he's the dastardly man. Yeah, with yeah. the tash. Yeah, that's what I remember. It is. Uh, so he's an unnamed protagonist here who, after suffering amnesia from a head injury, uses his compensation money to obsessively attempt to recreate moments from his past. I think that's all we should say about the plot for now, because mm-hmm. it's incredibly sort of labyrinthine, twisty, turny. Um, yeah, as I said at the beginning, sort of psychological thriller that sort of, it keeps you guessing until the end. It's mm-hmm. one of those films. So my first question to you both is, what other films can you think of to compare this to in terms of the way it's all about a character's state of mind? Helen. Trance. Daddy Ball's Trance, yeah. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Yeah. The list is over. Okay. I think I agree <laughs> with you both of those, definitely. There must be more. I just There's so many, yeah. Upstream but... Colour. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I mean, I um, definitely get shades of... I think trance, like, is the, probably the main one, perhaps, because that combines kind of the thriller crime elements with exploring a character's mental state. Yes, and sort of the idea of try, of him trying to work out what had happened. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's here as well. Kind of um, that narrative. The problem of the past, trying to recreate the past. And, yeah. And, and also the thing of... You don't know. You don't really know what's going on until the very end. It's the same yeah. in trance, still, where still it's don't know all. What's going on, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, Helen, Janus. <Jenna. laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, you're oh, a blonde yeah. one, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't know that. Don't tell them about me. Um, yeah. No. It reminded me recently. Actually, have you seen uh, London's? Spy? Any yeah. of you guys? The TV show with um, Ben Whishaw had that kind of vibe of like. I don't know, like a mystery, something's gone wrong and they're trying to uncover yeah. it and you don't know who Definitely. to trust. I think that's the main thing, is that I, I just felt like I didn't know who to trust in this film mm. the whole way through. Yeah, even the main character himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a very, I mean, for me, Tom Sturridge would, yeah, live on as um, the dastardly guy from Far From the Madden Crowd. Uh-huh. And as soon as I saw him in, in this, I was like, ooh, don't trust him. Yeah. He's a bit shifty. 
So, yeah. Also, can we talk about the many looks of Tom Sturridge in this film? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He goes from, like, very suave <laughs> to, like, bold to, like, full yeah. caveman. I feel like mm. this was, a, like, an excuse for him to this try out some range. things. Yeah. <laughs> like his CV. Yeah, <laughs> his I think he should push the beard further. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a trendy hipster beard, though, is no, it? It's full. No. Someone calls him a caveman. Yeah. Which yeah. I think, or like a, like a homeless person's beard. Or, yeah. It's the beard of someone who's been in a coma. But an un, he's not been looked after by anyone no. in the coma. It's which, uncapped. Yeah, which I think is a subtle way to show you how lonely he is because mm-hmm. quite often, I don't know how true this is, but in films and TV shows, when someone's in a coma, there's someone there who would cut their hair and shave them yeah. and clean them. And the fact that no one's done that for him just shows how alone he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's very alone throughout the whole film, actually. Yeah. He doesn't connect with anyone. And the only person who seems to he absolutely trusts, he's mm. paying millions of pounds. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so yeah, my choice, I think, for a sort of film that it really explores characters' mental states would probably be Memento, which once again is about a character who doesn't know anything about his past and spends the film trying to figure out what has happened in his past. Mm. And um, yeah, the same with Trance. And Eternal Sunshine as well. I mean, Eternal Sunshine is no, by no means a thriller, but mm-hmm. it is the idea of everything's out of order, the scenes are all jumbled up and you have to work it out. You're with the lead character and you're trying to work out what's happened at the same rate there. You don't, you don't know anything mm-hmm. they don't know. Yeah, um, and it's about how mm. memory haunts you as well yeah. in Eternal Sunshine and I think he's especially haunted by his memories. Yeah. And this idea of a company somehow mm. being Sinister able to company, assist yeah. with yeah. your memories. Yeah. yeah. So there's, um, I think another key film, we're going to talk about the actual film in a bit rather than other films, but there's a film by Charlie Kaufman called A Cynic Doc in New York in which a character, he writes a play about his life and he goes to re- like really elaborate lengths to uh, recreate the sets of mm. uh, his apartments and his world uh, okay. like he, this guy does in the film and he hires actors to play himself and then there's some confusion, there's sort of, they blend, like the actors playing the real life characters, mm. they sort of blend and there's actors playing the actors and very it's very meta. deep, very meta, um, and I really got that here. Like, I think for me, the film, I didn't not struggle, but I think the first half hour of this film, remainder, was a it was a bit bit trudging. I think mm-hmm. it took a while for me to really get into it, and I really got into it when he started to recreate his past, literally by having he finds his old apartment building, he gets actors to play the people that used to live there, just mm-hmm. so he can try and jog jog his memory, and that's. A really interesting idea, I thought, um, that as we've as we mentioned, it has been explored before, but I think this is a, in a film which has got such a low budget as this, it was really well handled, I thought. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was completely won over by uh, when they started in the house. Yeah. Um, and it looked like an installation, watching it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, the way it was all done. I was just so happy to have that in front of my eyes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the image. He has a, like, a, a visual art, yeah, visual art yeah. background. And you, you can really tell. Really tell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they've done this so well. And yeah. oh, this is so cool. More than just thinking, oh, that's a cool idea. That yeah. someone, I'm like, wow, watching yeah. this. I was really into it. And it was it. so sinister. The whole idea of that, yeah, like, very immersing yourself in, like, a fake reality of your own. Creepy. Yeah. And the cats. 
the cats as well. Cats yeah. on leads. On, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe let's give this more context for people who haven't seen the film yet. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> things in. Um, That's kind of like the film, though. It drops you yeah. in the does. middle yeah, of right. and nowhere. People might be listening to this and think, "Oh, I'm not, oh I kind of want to know what the cats." Are. <laughs> and then the cats, yeah. Bam. <laughs> so um, we the, we first see Tom Sturridge's character, who's never given a name, no. which I think is very important. Um, he's a complete mystery. He's walking around London with a, a suitcase, and then um, he's things fall from the sky and hit him on the head mm-hmm. and then the next thing you know he's in hospital like uh, unidentified stuff as well isn't it like kind yeah of... you never really find out what it yeah. is he, i think he describes it as just falling like technology parts or yeah, something that is what he says um you never know yeah and then we're told that he um receives like eight million pounds compensation or 8.5 million and um because he's been in a coma for so long he has no idea about his past and he goes he uses the money and goes to extreme lengths. He hires a uh, executive assistant, I think is his job title. This guy called Nas, who says to him, I'm really expensive, but I'll do anything for you. And he, mm. yeah, it's a great, so like we were saying, there's a great moment where he, um, a large bulk of the film is when they recreate his old apartment building, which he has flashes of and just needs to piece it all together. Um, yeah, I loved the, um, to the little bits like he remembers looking out onto the roof and seeing cats. And they have to get the right kind of cat. And there's a, they hire a cat wrangler who's looking after the cats and making sure the cats do what they're supposed to do. And there's an old woman who's supposed to cook liver all day and a guy mm-hmm. that's supposed to play piano all day. And then there's people who he can't really remember what they look like, but he knew they were there and they're just given blank faces. They're the creepiest. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Imagine being an actor and being hired as that's your job to just wear a stocking <laughs> over your face and stand in an apartment all day. But visually, the mo like that really yeah. set it apart for me. I was like, oh, this is such a cool concept mm-hmm. that yeah, that's how they're showing the fact that there's blank, there's blank bits in his head. Yes, yeah, really clever. Yeah, so rather than just have someone else there, just a normal face, he just th- I think he thinks that this will just confuse him even more because they were never there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's so uh, yeah. Because he's so he's got so much money to throw around, he goes into so much detail. And he has like key figures that he knows are yeah. important somehow, but doesn't know why. And there's that old lady who's completely creepy. Yeah. yeah. And there's also great bit, moments where he um he's like he's got like headphones in and he's like pause. Yeah. And they have to all stop while he thinks about it, make sure everything's okay. He's just like a director in his own he's, life. Yeah. Isn't he? Or would you say he goes crazy? <laughs> I mean, mm, he gets. Yeah. His, oh, I don't know. He, he does go kind of um, a bit maniacal with it, I think. Like when he's making them, he's, there's a scene where the executive assistant says, oh, they've been paused for over an hour now. Yeah, just, just standing still. they've just been still. standing still. It feels like for me, the, the closer he gets to recreating like a good version of reality, or like a very similar version yeah. of reality, the more he loses grip on his actual reality yeah. and can't kind of control what's going on there. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a man that's lost grip, but I think he's lost grip right from the very beginning. Yeah. So I mm. don't think this is a story about someone who goes... Okay. I don't even think it's about going crazy. I don't really know what that means. Obsessions? Anyway. Just about obsession with the past. Yeah. yeah paranoia. Like that kind of, yeah. Okay. So the film is all pretty. I think nearly every scene, nearly every shot is taken up by Tom Sturridge. Mm-hmm. So he's got quite a hard work as an actor to carry the film. I mean, it's not an ensemble piece at all. It's a film about one man, and it, the camera really makes you feel that like he's in every part. I mean, how did you feel he he dealt with that, and how was it following this protagonist around his journey? 
I liked Tom Sturridge in this film. He doesn't give a lot away. And I think he's got... It's quite a hard role because he's kind of playing this brooding character who doesn't have a grip on reality and he's trying to show you Mm -hmm. the story. So it's not easy to necessarily follow or empathise with him. Yeah. But I did like... I thought he did a great job. What about you guys? I thought he did really well. Absolutely. And I didn't watch it thinking, oh, he's acting, you know, which... But you were there with him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be easy to for the performance to look like that when it's something like you're a man who's losing grip on reality yeah I think for me it was tough to get past the first sort of 20 minutes because I didn't know who I was watching he's mm-hmm. so mysterious and gives so little mm-hmm. away see I loved that I did love it but I was also like I just I just I mean I think that works perfectly for when you watch the rest of the film as well mm-hmm. but for those the first yeah, when first, he's kind of yeah, back at when, home and he's trying to get on with life, and it's I, hard he just, to connect He's to one of these characters that I just... I mean, obviously, he's suffered a, a trauma and everything, but you did want to say, oh, come on, just do something. Like, yeah. He's sort of very passive, and he just sort of was in the... Well, there's a bit where he's in the phone booth, and yeah. I did want to say to him, come on, just pull it together and just keep going, because he is sort of wandering around. But no, it does work for the rest of the film, and it contextualises the rest of the film mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because he's lost, is the point. Yeah, mm. and it's hard to watch someone who's lost, I think. Yeah. Mm. But he does a pretty great job of being someone... Yeah, throughout the film, he is someone who is a question mark. And his morals and his ethics, you, you are they're very shady. Mm-hmm. But I think you're happy to follow someone like that. Yeah, there are a couple of points where it seemed a little bit contrived. Okay. Mm. With the acting or the plot? Like, the way that the scene played, it seemed maybe like some of the supporting characters maybe didn't have a really good idea about where their character came mm-hmm. from mm. and that yeah. maybe affected their performance a little bit just in places yeah I agree with you because I think because there's not a lot of context yeah. so how much did the actors play yeah. have to go off of maybe they had a lot but we're not showing very much of it so no. it's hard it's hard to kind of understand where they're coming from I think at points yeah but then it's so much about plot rather than about yeah character I suppose I Absolutely. I think it's just in a few places it mm-hmm. felt like maybe the characters were getting a little bit lost. Mm. I'm really talking about minutes. Yes, yeah. I mean, honestly, time. I think this is all in the first 20 minutes, half hour. Mm. Yeah. Where it just it yeah. takes a while to find its feet. And but once, once, it does, once it does, you are, I was really there. And I think the less you know about this film, the better. Yeah. I went in this knowing absolutely nothing. All Me I know too. is that Tom Stark was in it and it was a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really think the less, the less is more in this case. So the film's all about the idea that fate is inescapable. I think that's mm-hmm. the main one of the main points of the film. Yeah. Do you agree? You can't escape mm. fate, or it's hard. I can I can see that as a reading. Yeah. Don't um, maybe repetition is inescapable. Repetition is inescapable. Yeah. yeah. Or life itself. <laughs> <laughs> the film's about life. Get out of here. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's about fate. Okay. But that would, yeah. that's, that's the discussion I, mean, I think about one of the other great fate. things about the film is that um, it's open to infinite readings. Mm. Not just in terms of its themes, but in terms of what actually happens. It's very ambiguous, and we will talk about that a lot in the spoiler section. Yeah. Um, Lots of theories to discuss. Definitely. We uh, should say, though, this is... Because we said psychological thriller, but if you're going into this thinking you want the night manager, this is not yeah, the night manager. Sure. Like, you're not going to get a resolution that feels no. satisfying. 
satisfied. Mm-hmm. Well, I was satisfied by the end, but it's not like ah. I think this yeah. is not poses questions. It doesn't give you answers. Yeah, Yank? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well put. Yeah, yeah. We said at the beginning it's the kind of film that all builds up to an ending that, and it's all revealed in the end. Like the way trance is I'm not going to spoil yeah. trance, but trance is revealed in its final scene. Yeah. the whole film, and so is things like Memento. Um, this, it, in a way, it is, but it isn't clear. It's mm. not telling you. It's not telling you. It's just showing you something that's mm-hmm. happened, and then you have to think, "What do you think of that?" Which is which is the best way to do it, I think. And I think films do that enough. Mm-hmm. And the journey along the way is astounding. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I yeah. loved it. Me too. A uh, couple of uh, things I picked out. I don't know if this is me reading too much into it. I'll tell you if you. So okay, thank you. So the way the film shows you London, I thought was really quite incredible mm. because. So I recently saw The Conjuring Two which is set in London hmm. and um, I, I enjoyed uh, not to bad mouth Conjuring 2 I enjoyed it it was a very fun horror film mm-hmm. Re- you know, really it's like a ghost train very fun but they introduced London with like big red buses and they're playing London calling yeah, and they just yeah. show all these traditional London things it's like it's yeah classic, isn't it? it's like yeah fine we're London but here it's it's very kind of low key London mm. which was really nice to see and there's also I, I, almost a kind of gentrification subtext to this because there's what there's just Here there's we just, go. <laughs> <laughs> just because there's a scene so when he reno, he rents out this entire apartment yeah. for himself and the only he, they mention that oh, okay we're just getting rid of the last stragglers now so mm. they've they've had to force everyone out of this home and the family they focus on are a black family. Mm. I don't know if that's just coincidence, but to me that was a comment about modern London. Yeah. that rich white people are kicking everyone out to do what they want with places. Yeah, I think... You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This film kind of does it a lot. It shows you the power of money. I mean, he comes yeah. into this money and then, bam, he gets absolutely everything yeah. he wants. And I think, obviously, we can definitely look into that with the London housing yeah. crisis and all that's going on there. I mean, it's, I don't know how relevant that is to the overall theme of um, just things like we're talking about, like, you can't like, escape the past and that thing, but it is something else that I think is there. And to show that in a visual way, I think is relevant because mm-hmm. Omar, Omar Fast is a visual artist. So Yeah, this film is like so visual, visual as yeah. well. Like, I mean, the opening sequence is following um, Tom Sturridge's character all through the hospital, and it basically focuses on his feet yeah. the whole way through in a hospital bed. It's really gorgeous. Absolutely. Uh, I think as well, so... You're, so the film completely follows Tom Sturridge and puts you in his mind and it does that I think com- combining like sound and visuals so mm-hmm. the soundtrack is really horrible but <laughs> on purpose like sort of, mm. sort of loud high pitched noises mm. just to completely um, disorientate you 
which mm. I think his character is all the way through and the sort of overlapping of dialogue and you're seeing flashes of images that yeah. don't make sense to you and that's what he's going through as well yeah. so that's really well done did you think it was maybe not the most original way to show a broken mind to do um, a broken kind of imagery and things I didn't have a problem with it at all. No, I didn't either. I think it did a job. I mean, films have done that before, I think, but I think it's a it's an effective way. There's a reason films do it over again. I think it from the moment those the those sound and visual cues happen, you know this is a fractured, fragmented mind you're watching, and I think that's all you need. But yeah. I don't know if you have an alternate view. Well, I mean, I didn't really... I wasn't bored watching yeah. it. I wasn't thinking, oh, here we go again. I just suppose it would be nice to see it in another way because I'm sure yeah. there's another way to show a fractured mind than sure, a yeah. fractured, fractured imagery. That's not really a, a criticism of this film in particular, though, because, no. like we said, I think the imagery is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, just in general, you know, it'd be good to see that in another way. Yeah. I just found it really disorientating the way that happened, but I think that's also really integral to it we've said it quite a few times that this film's really disorientating and we don't really know what happened and Mm. yeah I think it was quite effective in doing that yeah I also think as well that potentially of every single film we've talked about on this podcast so far this has had the smallest budget I mean I don't know that for for sure but it seems like this seems very low budget Mm -hmm. I mean it essentially has three or four main characters and even then it's pretty much just one so I think it it was very constrained Mm -hmm. in its production first First feature length film yeah yeah, so it's up there with the ones that I'm now most excited to see about what he's mm, going to do. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really up there for me. All right, so should we um, get to spoiler territory? Yes, so let's. Before we do, though, um, I really think a lot of people will enjoy this film. I think it could become a cult classic in its own mm. right, in the style of Trance and Memento and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, where if you want to just go out and have a, just see a great thriller mm-hmm. I think this will do the job very well really effective debut film and it's the kind of film you should be paying to see as well yeah because it's so small and it will have a limited release but I think you should um, support this kind of film yeah and it's definitely the kind of film that it's worth taking a risk on you know not knowing anything about yeah. going in and just experiencing it because it's so immersive and, it's and enthralling the whole way through 90 minutes as well great length yeah. perfect perfect length for this kind of thriller mm-hmm. great so um, if you haven't seen the film, go away and see it and then come back because it's the kind of film that you'll want to hear other people's views on, I think. Definitely. Yeah, but don't spoil it for yourself. Go Absolutely and, no. Go and see it. So my first expression after the film finished was, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it goes in a direction that I didn't think it would go after seeing the first hour because uh, then I think that there's a bank robbery... Um, subplot enters it mm-hmm. which for at first I was a bit iffy on because I feel like bank robberies are used as a t- as a as a technique too often in films right to yeah. show violence and crime I think yeah. to be honest how often do bank robberies actually happen anymore uh-huh. that was my that was my problem mm-hmm. at first yeah it's all kind of online and these days. that's the and that's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like a train robbery happening yeah. <laughs> like, there's no money on these trains um and it was the same similar problem I had with Victoria if you remember yeah, what I was yeah, saying yeah. about that it was just like does this happen like yeah. they, I mean I'm not going to say I know everything about the crime I'll put, but I think does crime work in this way but so this yeah so this crime uh, bank robbery motif occurs mm-hmm. but it took it in a very interesting direction that I ended up really liking where he's he think so at first I feel like 
I'm, I'm rambling here. No, you're not. I, I just know <laughs> what you're trying to do, and you're trying to explain that whole end bit. It's yeah, really and it's just it's really hard. Because at first you have his the boy that he sort of has what, asked Christopher. to Christopher. Christopher. Yeah. yeah, and he is shot is shot and killed and framed for this bank robbery. Yeah, but he at, before then has no idea that it's yeah. happened. Yeah, but once it does, it seems like he then tries trying to clear Christopher's name and trying to restage the bank robbery to see how it actually happened. Mm-hmm. And my thought then is that he became so obsessed with recreating the bank robbery that he felt like the only way to properly recreate it was actually to do it in the bank itself, mm-hmm. which he then does, and that leads into the opening of the film where he's running away with the suitcase full of money yeah. and then he's then struck on the head. Yeah. So well done. Thank you. <laughs> So that's so it forms what, a loop, yeah, basically. Basically, yeah. a loop happens. The opening, the beginning of the film becomes the end. Because mm-hmm. he's stuck in a loop. He so that's you think a it's a loop. Do you I think, think it's he's stuck? But is it a loop where it's a coincidence that once again he's had this bank robbery? Once again, so it's there's... about how we. I think it's about how we end up just making the same decisions okay. over and over again. However hard we try, we mm-hmm. we keep yeah making the same mistakes okay and how it's hard to not do that yeah i definitely absolutely and also agree with you the whole idea about like trying to correct the past mm-hmm. you can't yeah you can't change the past that's already happened past. okay in the world of the film yeah. do you think Sorry. that it's just coincidence that this keeps happening again or is it literally a time loop i don't know that like it's like groundhog day where the the these sequence of events just keep recurring uh, for him, or is it literally there's a linear timeline and the same thing well, just does, happens to him? Does he get hit the, the last time? You don't actually you don't see it. it. So, but you do see stuff, stuff falling, falling. The, yeah. the, in the exact same way as was in the opening. I assume he, he does. Okay, and he does that. It's sort of poetic. The end. Yeah. Yeah. I I really liked that end bit where he's just he's kind of just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Mm. Which make which makes me think he knows it's happened before. Yeah, so he definitely knew it would happen knows before it's at that happen. Yeah. Do you think he is stuck in a loop then? I guess so. It is very... It's so... This is what's great about the film, though. Yeah. No, it it does... Brilliant. Your head is... My, my brain is in knots at the moment, because I'm thinking, no, because he did that, and then he did that, but then he did that. Yeah, so it couldn't work if he did that. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm just trying to think that... So that's one way of looking at it, that it's a loop. Yeah. Whether it's a loop in a linear timeline or it's a, a time loop. Yeah. So that, yeah. Oh, I, there's another way, I've thought about it, where the film is actually completely out of chronological order. Ooh. That he never he never committed. So there, there is a, a bank robbery did happen. Yeah. Which he had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. But because he was so obsessed with recreating the past, mm-hmm. that in recreating this bank robbery to clear Christopher's name, mm-hmm. he became so obsessed with it that he accidentally became part of it. And the, the, the scene we see at the beginning only yeah, yeah. happens at the end. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that. But then we do see him after a coma. Yeah. Oh, so, so I don't think it is that. It's really hard. But that Unless is, that is a we see him... Okay. Someone's had a Unless we see the bit after the coma and then it stops, right? Yeah. And then when he has his hair all done, we pick up in the future again. Do you see what I mean? Okay. So the film was like, it comes in two halves to the middle. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Do you see, see what that? I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or is the whole thing a construction by Nas? 
Oh, because I was thinking about Nas. What is in it for him? Nas is shifty as. <laughs> he is shifty. I was thinking, how is it so easy for him to like, m- like make all these things he happen? He does inexplicably get away with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But does Nas? Is it a possibility that Nas has only ever worked with him? Hmm. Mm. Or is Nas working so, with someone else? Well, here's yeah. the thing: <laughs> that there is this other plot where his friends. So it seemed to me that the bank that his money's put in. Yeah. The um, what's the girl's name? Cass. 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 Sorry. So the bank his money's put in. Cass works there. Yeah. And her and his lawyer friend, and they're they're an ex couple or whatever, yeah, are scamming him and stealing the the Trying eight to million. Trying steal his money. That's essentially what I got from it. Yes. Which I think is quite clear. Mm-hmm. Is that clear? Do you think that that's happened? Yeah. But then I it's also confusing think... because. If this bank robbery, if there already has been a bank robbery in this place, why would he put his money in there? So he's not stealing money, he's just getting his own money back. Oh, yeah. So the money he has in the briefcase at the beginning, if, if it is a time loop, is his own money. Yeah. So that puts a question because mark Because the everything. lawyer advised him to put it in that yeah, bank. Yeah, so maybe the lo- it's a family-run business. He's like, oh yeah, you have to, we should put it in here. It's a good Holborn bank. It's a fa- Yeah, it's a family-run business. Which again is about looping. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing in it as well, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's very confusing, yeah. guys. Going I am. Like, <laughs> going for eight generations. Yeah. That's... I also have questions about the policemen slash yeah, enforcers. Yeah, they? they? slightly confuse me. Because for they're... a while, they are... They, they're criminals that yeah. are just stealing his money, and then suddenly, they they're policemen. I don't know if they're supposed to be like corrupt policemen who are trying to steal the money. So if, yeah, so for all they're trying to steal the money, but then at the end, they're the policemen that are in the bank who are investigating the robbery. Yeah, that bit is a bit that confused. But then me. they also they also take away they, his gun and the gloves yeah, he's wearing they, to like get cover rid it of it. They, they try cover and cover it up. End, yeah. yeah. So I I wasn't sure what they were doing. And it was in the film. Okay. Like they I could... think maybe we're not supposed to either. Because they also torture. Yeah, they put the, um, like the... Well, there's a bit where they steal the paperclip. They say yeah. you can have this paperclip. Mm-hmm. And, I, and my thought was, for... is that yeah, the paperclip that they that torture they then... Tom yeah. Sturridge's character? Like, they shove it down his fingernails, don't so they? So maybe you are right. Maybe it is all in a different order. Ooh. Requires multiple viewings, I that think. Is... I need to watch this again, yeah. like, already. Definitely, um... The part, I thought that was a paperclip bit. Yeah. Where I was is... like, oh, that might be before. There's also so many moments where he says, oh, we've had this conversation before, yeah. haven't yeah. we? Which was like, oh, it may be, maybe you're right. That it is a time loop that only he knows about. Yeah. Mm. It's very confusing. But, uh, that actually inside Luann and Davis as well. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that. Yes. And I've also got a film called... It's called Time Crimes. Mm-hmm. And Sounds it, great. <laughs> it is really good. It's not a great title, but it is a really good film I'm where sure it is. it's a it's a time loop, and one character acts, actually becomes another character mm. through the time loop through knowing what to do next. Mm, in that nice. respect, there's also a film called Triangle with Melissa George, which is again time keeps resetting itself and repeating itself and going in circles, and then there's multiple versions of one person in the same thing, and she becomes different ones of these characters. So I think but it I'm fits re- so well with them that it is... A, could this be a time travel film? No. Okay. Because I'm really glad it doesn't... There isn't a scene where no. he goes... This oh is time travel. This yeah. Is yeah. I understand now. Like, I'm so glad yeah. it doesn't do that. It leaves it open. Okay. And I think it's... I think there's more going on. I think it's more about the okay. mistakes that we make. Mm-hmm. 
rather than it's about humans it's not about an outside force for me okay and it's talking about the human nature in a way that uses some of that language and imagery from the sci-fi world but it's not is not a sci-fi film. I think I agree with you there. I think this is a film that's themes are more important than mm-hmm. its narrative. And that's why it doesn't tell you this happens and this happens and this yeah. happens because of that. Because it wants to get its message across that it's about the past and your own your relationship with your past. Mm-hmm. And I love yes. those themes. I'm so into that. Yeah. Like, Me you know, too. Like the, the kind of trying to fix your mistakes or the inability to move on and how the past can haunt you and all that kind of stuff. I think that's so, so interesting. It's such a good thing. Yeah. Because after watching it, I didn't fully know what had happened. No. But my my initial thought was like, oh, because we all do that. Yeah. Yeah. We play the same mistakes over and over. The same things happen over again. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Final question then, maybe. Why is it called Remainder? (laughs) Because <laughs> I had no idea to this Such to this point. I was like, I, was like oh, well, I left it. I thought oh, I really enjoyed that. That was really good. And I was like talking to someone else, trying to work out. Oh, what did this mean? Why did this happen? And I was like, why was it called uh, Remainder? I wonder if it's because Remainder is what's left over, isn't it? What's mm. not? And obviously, he's got what's left over of, of his so life to after rebuild. After happened, he's yeah. only, he's remained. He's, he is the remainder. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyone else? I know, I think that's good. I, I mean, it is the idea of things lasting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Something that... Something lasting longer than it should. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Just us rambling, shouting, <laughs> screaming at each other. <laughs> it must be this! It's like the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> Back on episode one. <laughs> I think that's the thing, though. There's no way to talk about this film that isn't just coming up with theories what, and chatting. Three idiots going, oh, I could be that. <laughs> We're going to be but putting like post it notes on the wall with like lines and this time. Yeah, line. we're going to go crazy over yeah. this film. <laughs> <laughs> but get involved, guys. Like, comment. Yes. On the thing, yeah, on let the us know. Out, let us know your theories, please. Because yeah. I want to read them. <laughs> yeah. I hope someone's got a really crazy one. Yeah. That we didn't think of. I'm a sucker for those. Yeah. Whenever I, I read them, I'm like. <gasps> Maybe <laughs> the whole film's been in his head. <laughs> It's obviously the lawyer at the beginning is really important. You need to watch it again and focus on the lawyer. So I'm going to watch it again as soon as I leave. Excellent. Yeah. I think. Well, I am I'm desperate. It is a repeat viewing film. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, great. So next week we'll be discussing Notes on Blindness. Absolutely cracking film. And you interviewed Peter Middleton and James Spinney. Excellent. And that will be that's available. Uh, be in cinemas and on Curzon Home Cinema as of July first. Uh, quick note for Curzon Home Cinema. You can. There's a lot of films on there at the moment, uh, including. Films we've discussed on the podcast, so Trumbo, Tale of Tales, Goodnight Mummy. Lucas! <laughs> Still not got over that one. There is a character called Lucas in something else, and I was like, oh god. Ooh, not another Lucas. <laughs> I think uh, it was in Tale of Tales. <laughs> yeah, there was. Yeah. Elias in Tale of Tales. Mm. That's it. Uh, Fire at Sea, Spotlight, Solaris. These are all films uh, we've discussed on the show. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen them and enjoyed them and want to see more, uh, please go to Cousin Home Cinema now. So that's it for this week. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Goodbye. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.